Thank you, kids. That was so much fun. I thought I would continue the fun with a festive outfit today. Check this out. Slow flash. What do you guys think? Solid? Maybe we'll go solid color? Well, it's awesome to be with you. It's, uh, it's Christmas season. It's, uh, it's so, so easy to be filled with joy around the Christmas season. It's a lot of fun to hang out, watch the kids. They've been working so hard for months. It's, it's, uh, you know, as a dad of three of the young kids that were up here, it's, uh, it brings me a lot of joy just to watch that and participate in that. And, uh, yeah, it's just so much fun. So we're thankful that you're all here with us celebrating as well this morning. It is Christmas. You're all aware of that. What happens this time of year? Christmas decorations go up. You see your neighbors trudging out begrudgingly to hang lights in the snow. There hasn't been much snow. Maybe not begrudgingly. Maybe that's just me. I know you can't tell because of what I'm wearing, but people often accuse me of being a Grinch around Christmas. And I was talking to my wife the other day and realized it's not necessarily the, the Christmas stuff I don't like. It's the work. Um, and I, I saw something online that said it'd be great if we could just move into a Christmas house at this time of year instead of having to put up all these decorations and then crawl back in the crawl space and put them away after. That'd be fantastic. But outside of the decorations, we got Christmas music, you know, Mariah Carey everywhere. And if you're here, uh, if you're here at Youth Drop-In on Wednesday nights at the church, Mariah Carey is on every week. So somebody running the soundboard really loves All I Want for Christmas. I think he's sitting back there now. (coughs) Carson. Christmas movies, you know, timeless classics, It's a Wonderful Life, Miracle on 34th Street, Home Alone, Jingle All the Way, Elf, The Grinch, Die Hard. It is a Christmas movie. And, and, and you know, you know, we'll, 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 you know, I digress. Christmas plays, choirs, concerts, like we just experienced this morning. Uh, you know, my family had a number of traditions well, not a number, a very small number of traditions growing up. And uh, it may attribute to some of my dislike of Christmas music and Christmas movies. Uh, Boney M. Christmas. Anybody a big Boney M. Christmas fan? A few hands, yeah. My parents are here today, so I'm going to be unintentionally roasting them a little bit. But uh, my parents loved Boney M. Christmas, maybe a little Amy Grant once in a while. And, uh, and then we would, every time we were setting up Christmas decorations, that's the music that was on. Christmas brunch, that's the music that was on. And then uh, we watched the same movie every year, and it was never my movie of choice, but my dad loved it, and we loved the, the family and joy of being together. But it wasn't the 1984 or the updated 1999 edition, as I got older, of A Christmas Carol. It was the 1951 version, black and white, starring Alistair Sim. If you haven't seen it, Alistair Sim, great actor, my dad tells me. But, uh, but that, was, that was Christmas Eve every year, a black and white Christmas carol. But, you know, it, it, is, it is so easy to be filled with joy around the Christmas season. The music, the movies, the decorations, smiles, family traditions, and everyone still slows down, takes some time off work, is more intentional with their friends and family. And, uh, you know, I've recently discovered some more upbeat Christmas music. And like Toby Mac and Reliant K say in what is now my new, my new favorite Christmas song, uh, you know, we love the lights, the trees, the giant parades, the joy we feel around the holidays, the snow that falls and covers the earth. We love singing songs of our Savior's birth. 
We love the, the way the street looks at night, the sparkle we see in everybody's eyes, the claymation shows, and watching our favorite Christmas movie at a minimum twice. We, as the song is titled, Can't Wait for Christmas. And if your kids are like I was when I was young, or like my young kids now, they can't wait to jump on their parents' bed Christmas morning and yell, It's Christmas! You know, Christmas is a big deal, like those grumpy janitors found out earlier. It's a big deal. And we celebrate the miracle of the birth of our Savior, Jesus Christ. And we celebrate the finishing work that he came for in order that we may have complete joy. You know, we take a break from the unrelenting pace of our lives to stop, to breathe, and to remember what it is that's truly important. But what about outside of Christmas? You know, is joy a feeling that we can only experience during the holidays at this time of year? Is it something that we need to put away in early January after our New Year's celebrations, when we have to go back to work or we've got to return to school? Do we have to wait for next year to pull it out once more? Is that why Christmas things keep showing up earlier and earlier every year? Is that what brings the feeling of joy? And then what is joy really? That's what we're going to talk about a bit this morning. You know, if you open up the Oxford Dictionary or Merriam-Webster, it'll tell you that joy is a feeling of great pleasure and happiness. I think if that is all joy is, I, I would say the Christmas season really knocks that out of the park. Commercial Christmas, as I call it, does a great job of helping us feel happy and filled with pleasure at this time of year. Well, I was reading the Compassion International newsletter recently, and they put it this way. So the true definition of joy goes beyond the limited explanation presented in a dictionary. True joy is a limitless, life-defining, transformative reservoir waiting to be tapped into. It requires the utmost surrender, and like love, is a choice to be made. Joy is not simply a feeling that happens. In its truest expression, joy transforms difficult times into blessings and turns heartache into gratitude. Joy brings meaning to life. It brings life to life. In, uh, in John chapter 15, verses 9 to 11, as Jesus is speaking with his disciples, he says this, As the Father has loved me, so have I loved you. Now remain in my love. If you keep my commands, you will remain in my love, just as I have kept my Father's commands and remain in his love. I have told you this so that my joy may be in you and that your joy may be complete. You know, and this, this little chunk here, verses 9 to 11, come right after Jesus has just explained to them, called himself the true vine, that everyone who abides or remains with him and he with them will bear fruit. And he ends in verse 8 just before this by stating that God is glorified when we bear much fruit and thus prove to be Jesus' disciples. And then he says in this passage, to abide or remain in his love, to experience his joy. And the way to do this is through obedience. So this joy that Christ talks about, his joy and the joy that be com- can be complete, what is that? You know, And simply it is the fruitfulness, the proof of God's love and presence in him. You know, as he kept 
his father God's commands. He remained in God's love and experienced the true joy found in the fruit of that obedience. The same thing that he now urges his followers to do and urges us to do 2,000 years later. So when we talk about experiencing complete joy, not just the feeling of happiness that we experience at this time of year, it's, it's about surrender and keeping God's commands. You know, we just spent here at TCC the last three months going through the Ten Commandments. You know, the, the OG, the original commands came down on the stone tablets a little sidebar, my family had another tradition of annually watching the two VHS tape version of the Ten Commandments starring Charlton Heston. Nobody's seen that. Jason, you had to have seen that, right? The Ten Commandments, Charlton Heston? There we go. Yeah, he's seen it. But I'm old enough, just old enough, to throw my back out brushing my teeth and remember watching two VHS tapes where you had to take one out when it ran out of tape and put another one in to continue the feature film. And, uh, yeah, so nothing to do with this, but it was another tradition, not Christmas time, some other time, but we just talked about the 10 commandments over the last few months and Jesus is pressed in Matthew 22 to tell us what is the most important of those commands. And he distills all of them into two commandments. It says, love God with everything you have and love others like you love yourself. In loving God, we're not going to worship other gods. We're not going to misuse God's name or forsake the Sabbath rest that he has created for our good. In loving others, we won't dishonor our parents, murder people, participate in harmful sexual sin like adultery, steal from others, lie, or wish so badly that we had what they have that we'll do anything to get it. But as we discovered in walking through these commandments again as a church, it's not always so cut and dry. You know, it's easy to avoid the big version of all of these things. Well, I didn't shoot anyone today. But, uh, but we discovered, you know, it's not always so easy to seek to serve God and serve others. It's oftentimes easier and simpler to do what's best for us in that moment as an individual. But if we live as Jesus commands, he promises here and he promises multiple times that his joy will be in us and his and our joy will be complete. You know, Jesus Christ, who came to this world as a little baby, as the kids sang and and talked about earlier, as a helpless babe, he came that we might be saved from sin and granted eternal life with God. And that same Jesus is evident through us when we are obedient to him and when we bear fruit. Fruit that we could never produce in our own strength, doing our own thing. Fruit like joy. Joy is one of the fruits of the Spirit. I couldn't remember what that was called. A little little hiccup there. But there's this list of, of fruits that will be evident in our lives as we obey, as a, in our lives as we obey Jesus' commands, simply by loving God and loving others. And we can experience true joy, even if our physical circumstances are not joyful circumstances. So I'm going to leave us with a few things to think about this morning. 
And I'm going to give the brunch crew a heads up that I'm going to be done super early. So we anticipated that I would have about a 12 to 15 minute opportunity here. And who better to speak for only 12 minutes than Pastor Steve? And, and, and instead, I got up here to normal time. So you got 12 minutes. Dave, Pat, you can be ready in a few minutes. But what does this mean? What does this mean for us? In this day and age, in this Christmas season and beyond, you know, we aren't meant to just receive Jesus' joy and keep it to ourselves. Our joy is only made complete when God is glorified. And God is glorified when we keep Jesus' commands and bear the fruit, the fruits of the Spirit, bear fruit. God is glorified when we serve Him and when we serve others before we serve ourselves. And true joy comes when we do things that sometimes seem like the opposite of joy-inducing activities. And when we experience and participate in the pain, the panic, and the poverty in the lives of others around us. So as we travel through this Christmas season, this Advent season, spend intentional time with God. This season is a busy time for all of us. It's, it's easy to fill your calendar to overflowing beyond capacity with sports, family meals, activities, travel, and a host of other things that are meant to bring joy and fun. And these things are not bad. They are fun. They do produce joy and happiness in our lives. But remember that those activities and those things are not what bring you true, lasting joy. To so love God first. And then love others. Take some time to reach out to your neighbors, reach out to your co-workers, your family members, your friends. Find out how they're doing. Have real conversations with them. Stop and take a few minutes out of your day. Find out how you can participate in life with them and how you can serve them. Because Jesus is a big deal. Like my daughter, the grumpy janitor, found out. He is the biggest deal of our lives. And we should not just need because we're told, but we should need and want to share that big deal with others. Share Jesus' love with those around you and with those around our world. So let's look beyond our immediate surroundings this Christmas as well. Let's not use the busyness of the season and the busyness of our family times to ignore the physical needs around us. Or maybe consider serving a meal somewhere like Hope Mission or the Mustard Seed. Stop and help that person stranded on the side of the road, even though you're late for your family dinner. Donate some money, food, toys to those who have none. You know, and here at TCC, we have a partnership with a few organizations, and we do something we call Terwilliger Cares. It's a great opportunity to, to partner with others to provide those types of things to those who don't have any in our own city. And bring ground coffee, baby clothes, winter gear here to the church so we can help distribute those to those in need and those who need some warmth and some love at this time of year. And maybe give time and resources to efforts being made 
for those in turmoil here in our city, in our province of Alberta and country, Canada, or around the world. And pray that God would open your hearts, would open your eyes and your ears this Christmas season and beyond into 2024 to pour out his love through you because there's more than enough of God's love to go around. Jesus' coming was God's incredible love for us. And when we choose to love him and follow him in obedience, we will experience a joy that is full here and now until he comes again when our joy will be full for eternity. Let's pray. Father God, we love you. We are so grateful for the undeserved favor that you have shown to us or for sending your son Jesus first as a helpless baby to save us from sin, from death, and to give us eternity in your loving embrace. We thank you for the joy in this season, for the happiness that much of what goes on around Christmas brings to us. We thank you for the joy that we can and will experience through Jesus when we are obedient to you and when we love you and love others before ourselves. We pray that you would lavish your love and your joy, your grace upon us this season. I pray that you would meet each one here this morning in a very real way. Or that we would experience the love, the tender love of Jesus. And the joy that comes in this season. Lord, I pray that you would open our eyes, open our minds and our hearts to the needs around us. And that as we are obedient to you, that we would experience true joy even in the face of difficulty. We trust that that will happen. We know that it has and will continue to take place. Lord, we ask that you would be glorified through everything that's gone on this morning and through our time around the tables in a little bit as well. Lord, we love you, we praise you, and we ask this in the powerful name of Jesus. Amen.